Hi, everybody. We're doing uh, the Roseanne podcast. Um, well, you already know all that. Anyway, hi. And I'm very excited today. I have a great guest. Um, I can't wait to delve into the recesses and depths of his genius and his mind. And uh, that's cool. I have my special coffee cup that says they, which I got at um, one of those stores that sells coffee cups. It said mom, dad, and they, which I love. Everybody's into they. But I was they before the LGBTQCIA, um, uh, ICM, whatever. Um, you know, yeah, they kind of hijack the uh, the uh, words of dissociation of people who are dissociative. They sort of stole all that from us and. I was they before any of them MFers came into talking about pronouns because I have several pronouns and I am a they. I'm not a singleton. And that's because you have multiple, you had multiple personality disorder, right? Yeah, dissociative identity disorder. That's what they, they uh, changed the legal name of it for, um, I guess, for insurance purposes. Anyway, I can't wait to uh, introduce a talented and uh, brave journalist and uh, writer, as well as performer. And uh, now I say a friend. Uh, you need no introduction. James O'Keefe. Hello, everyone. Well, I met you at the TPUSA or something like yes. that, Turning Point. Yeah. You came in through the door and you were... You just had done uh, something with your musical, mm -hmm. and I watched it, and I was like, man, that could go to Broadway. It's like Book of Mormon. I thought it was really good. <laughs> it was like a, a musical about my experience, my what I was going through, yeah. It was yeah. funny and um, very informative and entertaining. Thank you. And, um, of course, that's when you, whenever somebody who is known for something and then you go try to do something more, or yeah. express your talent in yeah. a bigger way. That's when they come and you know cut you off. Right. That that's ex that's a good point. Yeah. They they when I did Oklahoma, the comments were what well, get back to work, <laughs> and it was like well, and people say they feel entitled to me. You you must be the slave to do this particular thing. But it, I always say if I wasn't wired the, the way that you saw, if I didn't have that performer within me, there never would have been a Project Veritas. Right. How old were you when you knew you were? different or a rebel hmm. i would say my earliest my earliest insight into myself where i knew that i was different was when i was in second grade but i didn't know how and then i would say maybe in in high school what happened in second grade to make you think that i was an extreme introvert and when everyone all the kids played kickball i was would was alone I didn't go play kickball with them. I felt isolated from other people. Were you afraid to join in? Or did you just feel like you you didn't want to or you were afraid to? Both. Yeah, I, I had that too. I would, I would, I would, there was a, I, and I remember um, indelible in my hippocampus. <laughs> remember that? Remember that phrase from the, from the hearings? I don't know why that popped into my head. Indelible in the hippocampus. I was, I was in second grade, and there was a bicycle rack, and I would just 
tiptoe back and forth on the bicycle rack during recess while all the other kids were doing all the other things. And then one of the kids came over and said, why don't you join us? I'm like, I'm all, I'm all right. And I don't know what caused me to, to behave that way, but I was uh, extremely introverted. What were you mean you were tiptoeing around? There, the there was like a little, um, you know, those old metal bicycle yeah. racks uh -huh. and it was sort of dented and old and I would walk on the t the top of it. It was just, just oh. not very high and just sort of back balance? and forth, that balance myself on it. That was an earliest memory. And then when I was in, when I was 15. I did that too, come to think of it. Oh, yeah. When I was off by myself, I was always walking on a curb or something like that, trying right. to go foot in front foot. of foot for balance. Yeah. Probably practicing for drunk driving later. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, you're, you're, did, did you ever go to journalism school or any of that? No. That's what's no. so good. No. And it's like got a real working class bent to it, which is why I like you and why I followed you. But I wanted to ask you, the first time I saw any of your work was like right after uh, Roger and Me by by Michael Moore. It was, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I heard you talking about how you were influenced by Michael Moore and that specific movie, right? Yeah, yes, there was a couple influences. I remember seeing that. I actually thought Roger and Me was the one from like 1989 or 19, mm -hmm. one of his first ones. Mm -hmm. I thought that was, a, I actually thought that was well, one of his only well done ones. I yeah. thought, I thought that was really, there was a scene with the rabbit. Mm -hmm. There's a scene from that movie where mm -hmm. he's, it's like cinema verite. He's showing this woman, I think she's skinning a rabbit mm -hmm. or something to put food on the table. Yeah. I thought it was actually a good piece of journalism. And there were a number of other influences, but um, I don't like how Michael Moore would later edit the tapes. I thought he took some people out of context. Uh, I know he confronted Charlton Heston. He like, took him way out of context. Right. I didn't think that was was, was right or fair. No. I and I try not to do that. But, yeah, he, he was one of a few different influences. I mean, it's all smorgasbord of influence. Like Mike Wallace, who did this before I was born, 60 Minutes, used to do this way, way, way back when. Um, this group called the Yes Men, who did this sort of agitprop things where they would embarrass people by putting them in awkward situations. It was, you know, a whole different cadre of influences. But what was your resolve? Because you obviously became a rebel with a cause. Right. So what's, <laughs> what was the cause that you adopted? Because you didn't, you didn't want to humiliate working no, class people. No. You didn't want to sneer at them or say, aren't they stupid and deplorable? No, those were mean, the means. It, it, all, the, all the techniques were a means to an end of, I think it was fairness and, and justice and balance and illumin, illumination, rev, rev, re, revealing, revelation, revealing about things. Mm -hmm. Because I felt as a boy perhaps that things aren't presented as they ought to be mm -hmm. that things are rarely as they see rarely as they seem and seldom as they should be yeah that's a good one but of course at, at the time i could not articulate this the way i am now mm -hmm. i was just driven to do to do something and i remember it was very uncomfortable i mean one of the first memories i have of actually being a rebel was I was 18 and i'm 19 i was one of these professors in my history department at Rutgers, which is the State University of New Jersey, the only state university not called State New Jersey State, mm -hmm. it's called Rutgers, he had like a door just covered in propaganda. I mean, just, just top to bottom. And I thought, well, that's weird. 
wouldn't that make a student feel uncomfortable if he didn't agree politically? So I, influenced by these people, I made a certificate called Best Decorated you know, <laughs> Communist, de Best Decorated <laughs> Door. And I printed it out and I, and I put the camera and I knocked on the door. I said, sir, I'm here to present you with the, you've won the award. Your door is more decorated with propaganda than any other door. It'll keep a straight face and everything. And my heart's beating and I'm sweating bullets. I'm scared. To, this is not a comfortable thing to do. But it's an artistic thing to do. It's exposing it. It's, did you think it was, was going to be funny? I mean, why did you do it? Because you were like livid or you were driven or you were like F you or I mean, what was the driving <laughs> yeah. force? Not the, it, indignation isn't the drive. I think it's a split between this sort of artistic desire to show something, to create something. So it's like almost like maybe um, maybe as you do a, a, a bit or you're writing a thing, it's like that. I want to make sure I do that. That. And yeah, I get it. It's also guerrilla theater because yeah, exactly. you don't know what's going to happen, but whatever happens is always a bit. Yeah. And what the guy actually did, now some of these professors would you know, tell me to F off and spit in my face, but this guy actually stood up. I thought he was going to clock me in the face. And he goes, and he holds my certificate, and he goes, this is the proudest achievement <laughs> of my academic <laughs> career. And he actually played along, and I played along. And he played long, and I played long, and this is like 2004 before YouTube existed. I'm I'm like 19 years old, and I'm having this back and forth with this history professor who's saying, I have never received an accreditation of this magnitude. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't have written that. Well, he was joking, right? <laughs> of course. I mean, of course. I or assume. was he serious? I, I, I I'm assuming he was joking. I bet he was. I bet he was joking. <laughs> what if he wasn't? Uh, well, maybe that tells us something. <laughs> I bet he was dead serious. I forgot the guy's name. It was the history department at Rutgers. Their video may exist on the internet somewhere. Yeah, that was one of the first, even before Lucky Charms. Well, who saw it? Who saw that? So this is before YouTube. So yeah. I, I didn't go to journalism school. I was a philosophy major. And oh. I had a column, and my column was not renewed in the daily paper because I wrote some things that they probably didn't want me to write. So I started my own magazine, monthly print publication. What, what age? 19. Wow. Yeah. And I, and I learned how to do like Adobe PageMaker and Adobe InDesign. I did it all myself. I had a little staff, raised a tiny amount of money, a few hundred bucks to just print out a few thousand copies, print glossy colored copies. And I put them in the mailboxes of the professors. So it was just mischievous. Um... It is guerrilla theater. It is. It's like uh, that bus in the 60s. What were they, the Merry Pranksters? If mm. they would have had cameras, that's what they would have done. You know, Ken Kesey and all of them? I, the I'm 60s. not familiar with Ken Kesey. Oh, mm. the Merry Pranksters. They lived in a hippie bus in San Francisco and took a lot of LSD and tried to just mess with people's heads to break them out of their programming. Of course, it didn't work much. It gave birth to Charles Manson, but... Ooh. Uh, you know, everything goes bad when humans are involved. But uh, 
Well, what about your pride in the things you've exposed? What about that Pfizer guy? That was the most brilliant piece of that too. cinema that was, or whatever you want to call it I've ever yeah. seen in my life. That, that was, you exposed the devil himself right there and calmly. That was experience. That, that was that was talent and experience. That that was that we should talk about that for a minute. That was mm -hmm. perhaps the most riveting thing ever caught on on camera. On camera. I mean, that was, it was that, it looked like sure. a sitcom. It looked like King of Queens. It was like this <laughs> But it also looked too bizarre to be something that you wrote. And that guy went through the, as I said to you last night, that guy went through the five stages of grief in about two minutes. <laughs> he got, he, I got in there and I, you know, if you haven't seen this. Did he not you, know who you were? Well, I, I identified myself to him immediately. I said, I'm a journalist. My name is James O'Keefe. I'm Roger. And he backs up, bangs into the chair. What is going on here? Like, what is going on? And then I say, I'm. This is an undercover investigation. It's like the the catch a predator thing. This is an undercover investigation. You're caught on tape. He's like, what are you doing? And then I show him the iPad of him saying the the virus is in from Wuhan. At Pfizer, we're mutating it. We are horrible. You know, this is a horrible thing. We we keep secrets. And he goes, I'm literally a liar. And <laughs> I know. That's, what he, that's what he said. And I'm thinking, and I'm, thinking <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm literally a liar. I was trying to impress a gay guy on a date. And I said, but I'm supposed to believe everything you're telling me right now. So he goes to the next stage of, of grief. And then he starts, he start. he says, he says, you effed up. You really did. Almost like threatening me for yeah. having, for having done this. Now, going back to your question, is this talent a lot of this is when i when i got started my heart's pounding i'm scared i'm sweating but my nerves are just steady now mm -hmm. in fact i'm calmer in that environment mm -hmm. than in anyone <laughs> mm -hmm. I get, that's yeah. just what i do yeah that's it's resolved it's resolve it's experience it's, it's see yeah. like when i got canceled and i was talking to louis ck and we made a deal we'll come back but we have to come back more fierce than ever. More offensive. Resilient. More offensive. Are you saying resilient? Offensive. More offensive? Yeah, because you got to kick it in even harder because they already took you down. you got to come back fiercer and mm -hmm. go, well, no. Almost like heedless. You just have to keep double down. Double down. Double down. Yeah. Because they're doubling down. Look how they did I was mad when they canceled me that nobody stuck up for me, you know. Some people did in private, but I'd say, would you say something in public? Oh, hell no, I'm not going to. I'm not new, not, not Disney, no. And, uh, uh, and I forget where I'm going with this. Where am I going with this, Jake? You were talking about your experience being canceled. Oh, yeah. You guys obviously have that in common. I'd like to talk to you. Yeah, James I was that. pissed that nobody stuck up for me. That's right. what I was going to say. Nobody did? No. And I said, oh, my God, nobody's sticking up for me. You know, when, the gov when somebody in the government calls the network to get you fired because you pissed. You, no, that's you, a story. You, I'd love to be a fly on that wall. You insulted a Democrat candidate, and the president of the network had plans to run as a Democratic uh, candidate as Oprah said on her interview of him, Robert Iger. And so I upset the Democrat Party and was he, his first call was to Valerie Jarrett and Michelle Obama too and uh, Susan Rice over at Netflix. And they're like, <coughs> so yeah. they, <coughs> in 20 minutes. But when the government calls the network, I mean, that's just complete fascism. 
And we are going to talk about fascism, but yeah. uh, we'll come back to it. I'd love to see a because, recording of that call. I would love to have heard. See, that's what I was going to ask you. I wished I could go back in time and mm. be a fly on the wall there or dress as a, somebody delivering sandwiches to hear right. those calls. Right. Yes. So it like I was like, I'm a, I want James O'Keefe to tell me how I can go undercover because yeah. it should be exposed of uh, how why they would why they would choose to destroy their number one star and their number one show which they hadn't had for decades finally they were making money mm -hmm. so they destroyed themselves and how come their stockholders uh never asked about it and they canceled the show before even one advertiser pulled out by you know for a favor to the democrat party because I liked Trump, because Trump talked about jobs. Right. Right. I mean, that's the story. That 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 conversation behind closed doors, that pressure that was put on. That's what I do. That's what that's what people need to see. Yeah, don't it they? Needs to, they need to see the reality of how the, the system really works. But what what I take from what you just said is, nobody stood up for you. No. And it, except and, for Monique. Monique. Mm -hmm. but, but a lot of people aren't bad. Per se, no, they're, they're scared. They're scared, and they got to get that paycheck. Mm -hmm. And I bet you a lot of people inside Disney, there's good people that work for Disney, mm -hmm. but they're scared, and they need that paycheck. Yeah. And we all see that. Somebody said that about Hitler's Germany. They said, well, they signed their, the German people, they, they signed their, the, the, their death and the death of their country and their souls away for, uh, you know, a paycheck and a pension. Pay paycheck and a pension. Kyle Serafin at the FBI said that to me when he blew the whistle on something he said i i the paycheck and the pension is what what leads to holocausts that's right that's and it. that's probably the most disheartening thing you know for me because one thing to take arrows from these people like Jarrett and obama i mean you're 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 strong you're used to that but to but to get arrows from in the back it's mm -hmm. different it, yeah it, it, it hits differently from good people I've seen it in my life, and that that's that's been its own journey for me. I, yeah. I it made me evaluate core assumptions about myself and other people, mm -hmm. which I didn't know human nature was like that because I operated the, like the assumption that other people were like you, were like me. Yeah, but like I told you, when when talent is a gift from God, and so um, talent is uh, like the Chinese say. The nail that stands up must be hammered down. And talent is the thing that makes the nail stand up. So when you are talented, the one thing about uh, being talented and, and able to generate money and move money around the hands is you, you get a lot of moths attracted to you, uh, a lot of um, uh, narcissistic people who don't have any talent, but they kind of like, live through yours and try to usurp yeah. it and try to you know they try to sponge off it and think it's theirs you've, you've experienced that yeah they think it's theirs did you know that they were like that when they that first they, that they were vampires yeah. yeah i knew they were vampires always since i was a little girl i knew that vampires existed they knew you knew that they were like that and you just sort of were careful and judicious with trusting them and you just knew that they were that way well <laughs> i I, uh, You're asking her about the cast on Roseanne or people in general? Just in general. In general. Okay. 
Well, I knew I had to watch out for him because I knew that most people are not like me. I always knew that growing up Jewish in Salt Lake City. You know, more and more your eyes are open that you're not around normal human beings. They don't have the same values as you, and they're, it's just about money. It's that, just about money. That's what money. I'm realizing. Mm -hmm. I think I'm realizing that, like, literally right now. Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever understood that. Oh, really? No. But the world's also changed since I was a boy. I mean, Lord knows it's different now than it was the 1990s. Things have progressed. I mean, people weren't chopping off private parts as much back then. <laughs> Things are different. So they're both things. I'm, I'm learning the way the world is, but I'm also learning. Like I asked RFK this question when I was with him a few weeks ago. I said, was it worse now or when your uncle was president? Like the J. Edgar Hoover was the head of the FBI. And mm -hmm. They say he was blackmailing people. Yeah. Right? So that, that was known. Yeah. And, and RFK says it's more insidious today. Mm -hmm. He says it's more insidious today at the wow. FBI. Also, a congressman said the same thing to me. He said the FBI is worse than the CIA. It's much more insidious uh, now, especially. But I, I, I've, I'm learning about this money thing, and I'm, and I'm realizing that money is is security, right? Money is shelter. Money is survival. And yeah, money also buys your addiction. Yeah, that's really what it is. It's an addictive society where everybody's addicted to something. Everybody's obsessed with something and has to buy something. Because, you know, they're just empty inside. Yeah. And emptier than they used to be. Yeah. And people who work with and around talent, most of those people I found are there to destroy talent. That's why I like... But why is that the case? Because talent needs um, to trust people. So pe you tend to trust people who seem charismatic. The same reason everybody gets molested as a kid. You trust oh. charismatic people rather than really go out of your way to check people's references. Right. right. If you like them right away because they're charismatic, you're like, I like that guy. Right. You don't think. You don't protect yourself. You're groomed not to. Right. And, you know, I look at Britney Spears. I mean, she's groomed to pick the wrong people. And, uh, and how are you going to get over that? Until you take your power back, which you can't do when you're completely brainwashed. And American society is completely brainwashed, and you know that. You help to wake people up. But it's hard, huh? Um, it's working. Yeah, it I, is. It's working. But I want to go back to something you just said because I was walking here in Texas in the meadows today, and I, and I had this, and I had it, it occurred to me this 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 epiphany about about the money thing. Mm -hmm. And I hope your audience understands what I'm about to say. But as I went through what I was going through a few months ago, a very painful thing, and I'm better off now. And We'll talk about the future here shortly. But no, but they stole your whole company out yeah. from under you, stabbed you in the back, and now they're suing you. Correct. So when I was going it's through... It's kind of like a Disney deal there. <laughs> yeah. I've exposed Disney, too. I did the Jeff Epstein story. Amy Robach, who's the, the uh, woman on Good Morning America, on a hot mic during a commercial mm -hmm. break. It, this is owned by Disney. She said, Disney, everyone, they told us not to do the Epstein thing, and... And she's caught saying this, and ABC responded. So I've, I've 
going after the best of them, the most powerful of them. You think that's who took you down? I don't have any evidence to suggest it. I, all, I have, all I have is circumstantial evidence. It's, it's plausible in light of the circumstances that someone somewhere was weaponizing certain things, but I don't have any direct evidence to support that. What about the Pfizer guy that said, you really fucked up? You really up. effed up. You really did. Wasn't it right <laughs> that's after on that? Camera. I mean, you have to make that decision for yourself, looking at, mm -hmm. looking at things. Um, people are, in the lawsuit, they just sued me a few days ago. One of the things they said in the lawsuit was that I've, I've, uh, I'm not pushing back against people like you and other interviewers who say that Pfizer was involved. I need to be refuting that. It's like I don't have any evidence to suggest it happened, and I don't, and I don't know if it didn't happen. I don't know what's going on. None of this makes any actual sense is mm -hmm. what I've said. It doesn't. For, for a few days after that story. It, Why it, do they have to destroy their own cash cow? Why go, do they not care about money? Why do they care about propaganda and not money? Me, For the first time in the history of the world, a corporation doesn't care about money. What? Let me go back to what I was going to say about what I've learned is that I remember, I remember as a leader, because you made a really astute point that people, talent tends to draw, attract, moth-like people or whatever we don't call them. I've heard the metaphor like psychic vampires. I've yeah, heard that. yeah, that that is what it is. Psychic not a metaphor, I mean, <laughs> not a metaphor. I mean, no. if you're a star, if you're if you're of any of any of any height, you will usually attract uh, um, star effers and yeah. psychic vampires and hangers on mm -hmm. and these sorts of people. But you mostly uh, uh, attract people who want to put you in your place. You know what's yeah. wrong with you, little girl. You, everybody just says yes to you and bows to you. Well, no, they don't. Are you kidding me? Everybody's trying to backbite me, but that's what they say. And I'm here to put you in your place. I've seen, they I've all heard say that. that. I've heard that. They all say that. I've heard that. I've seen, without mentioning names, in my life, I've actually, people project onto you everything that they are. Yeah, they and do. And they accuse you of everything everything that they're guilty of it's almost like they want to make because if you're good they want to make you bad mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Th that your very existence is an act of rebellion against who they are that's right and you have to be like insanely strong because it'll make a reasonable man question his own perception of reality yeah it's well, happened to me it's called gaslighting gaslighting precisely and it shakes you to your core and it traumatizes you and it, and you got to heal from it, and you got to move forward. Mm -hmm. But when I was sitting in my con you know uh, conference room some months ago, I think it was late last year, I had this epiphany. Maybe it was from God, and I, and it was this thought experiment. And I said, "How many people here? Let's say there's seventy five people work for me, something like that. More if you include lawyers and contractors. <laughs> How many people here? If someone came to them and said, I will give you.'" Pick your number. $2 million, $10 million, $20 million. And no one will ever know mm -hmm. that, you ha that you got it. Just, just a thought experiment now, I was mm -hmm. thinking. And the only thing you have to do is to stop doing what you're doing. I will give you whatever you want. And the only thing you have to do is to stop exposing corruption. Stop pursuing this mission how many people would take that bet? 99.99%. Okay, but in my line of work, in, in my line of work, you can't have that. Right. 
Right. Like the people that are with me right now, I mean, the guy that you met earlier today, the, the, the pastor gentleman, the guy introduced you on the phone, mm-hmm. the undercover journalist who shall not be mentioned by name, these people would not take that bet. They wouldn't do it. That's great. And then I had to realize, well, how do I even evaluate? How do, how do you even test for that? You can't ask someone, oh, I would never do that. I would never. You can't, you can't ask them a question in a job interview. Right? They'll just say, yes, I won't take the bet. And, and I had that realization some months ago, just sitting there. So in many ways, this is all a blessing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Helps Maybe me. we needed to get knocked down like that to rebuild yeah. back to a more sane and realistic. Because those people get it. Mm-hmm. Those people do. You're right. Those people do see that you have talent. Those people are not the gaslighters. Yeah. They're not the moths. They're people who are actually really appreciative and and I can tell that it's genuine. I'm not talking about people like, you know, in in um in the industry or in the politic politics. I'm talking about like some guy at a diner at a rest stop mm-hmm. or at a restaurant. You yeah, know. they say like hey, you connected a few dots for me. Which yes. is great because it's like that's what I wanna do is like help people to see what's going on so that we can stop it. What yeah. what do you think about Trump getting indicted? Are you just blown away or what? I'm still. This just happened as yeah. of this filming or this recording. This just right. happened very late last night, and I haven't read up on all the analysis. I just saw the headline, but it's apparently under the Espionage Act, the yeah. 1917 passed under Woodrow Wilson Espionage Act, which I don't. My, my on a cursory analysis, I don't think should be applied here. I mean, first of all, it's it seems to be an equal unequal. Uh, application of justice they're, they're they're going after this guy on any possible conceivable theory when every president probably is guilty of this sin if not more so than trump um i think it's in florida federal court in florida i'm not sure that a jury is going to convict him of this in florida um but it, it's, it's the hunt what is it the 11th court the 11th Circuit, the mm-hmm. fe- federal court in Miami. Uh, mm-hmm. it, this was reporters were gathering in Miami, and I, I myself have been targeted, you know, by by the federal Department of Justice, the Biden Department of Justice. Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, is is, and I think it's a horrible thing for the country. And it I, is, and we don't want to. But go... it's a good thing too, though, because people can see that it is an unequal application of justice because. I mean, just as Joe Biden is exposed for taking a $5 million bribe from, what, the Ukraine to uh, affect Ukrainian legislation, and as soon as that's exposed, then they go after Trump. It's like they, they use Trump to fill the news cycle to keep the heat off of their crimes. Yes, but they do. Wh- how did they... How did they convince, I mean, they just must be blackmailing everybody. That That, must be what Epstein Island was for, is to keep people who work in the government silent and complicit. That's a story that I want to do. That's a great story. You mentioned, you know, what are the next stories? One of the next stories, many, I can't tell you what the literal next story will be. And I don't want, you know, but don't tell the world. I won't. It's that blackmail thing. They leverage they put on people. Mm -hmm. They've tried to do this with me. They've generally failed because I'm, I, I live pretty clean. I'm not perfect, but I, I live pretty clean. Um, 
and they had all my emails and dep depositions and lawsuits because because in their mind's eye they're thinking oh i know we'll just go through o'keefe's phone and then we'll be able to find something yeah remember the fbi sees my phones and we'll be able to find something damaging on him that we can then leverage to, 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 to corrupt him, turn him. You know, that's how these people do. Yeah, that is. Because in their own lives, they're dirty and yeah, they're corrupt right. and they're twisted. Mm -hmm. but they're I, all making money from um, side deals that aren't legal. That too. And I, and I was always focused on what... So I think the next story is that how they blackmail and leverage people in Congress. Yeah, that's good. That's real That's good. a big story. Um, and I've seen it. But I haven't, let me rephrase. I've seen people behave and I know that they're being threatened. And yeah, I, me and I, too. They I got, because so. I could see them turn in a minute. Uh -huh. I'm sure you've seen that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what, what happened to you? Just like a few days ago, you were a different human being. Yeah. I and they, they act like, phone call. they act like they're just, they're just cognitive dissonance. And yeah. I, what the heck was it? Are you demonically possessed or did someone threaten you? Man, what the hell's gotten into you? But I don't have the evidence of the blackmail. What do you think of the Supreme Court upholding the Voting Rights Act? I haven't taken a detailed look at that to, to make an informed opinion. Um, they came down against ballot harvesting, which is cool. And Texas, right after that, said, oh, now we can institute voter ID, which was not possible before this ruling. Right. So we're not hearing the real story. All we hear is that it's they were trying... Republicans were trying to keep black people from but, voting. But you can't even have these conversations. No. That, that you, I mean, I, did, I do stories on voter ID laws years ago, and I went in there undercover, and I went into the attorney general's, this is Eric Holder, Obama's attorney general, into where he votes. And I, and I went under there, and with, I went undercover. My guy did. He's a white, 23-year-old white guy, and he walks up to Eric Holder's voting booth, and he says, hey, you guys have Eric Holder's ballot? They they thought colloquially, oh, he's just asking for my for his own ballot, and they offered him Eric Holder's ballot to vote in that election. Eric Holder, then a sixty three year old African American guy with a mustache, and my guys, and and this was oh filmed. My God. This is an extraordinary moment, extraordinary piece of television, because the guy goes, "Here you go, Mister Holder," <laughs> and it demonstrates how easy it is to 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 commit fraud. So. Eric Holder, who's against voter ID, then implemented the policy in his precinct that voter ID was necessary because so his ballot wasn't stolen. Wow. So rules for me, not for thee. Yeah, exposing, it's so crooked, isn't it? It's so, but that's how the gaslighting and the you're exposing it, mm -hmm. and they hate you so much mm -hmm. because you're exposing it. Not 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 debating policy or whining. You're 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 you got to make them live up to their own book of rules. That's what I learned in my they life. They definitely don't do that. They, they don't. They see. They don't want to. They can't live up to their own. They, they have. They should live up to their own book of rules, but they can't. And that's how you can get them. That's that's. I think how. I mean, can you shame the devil? Some people say no, but the closest you can come to shaming the devil is doing that, with that with that voter ID stuff that we did, um, and and that actually changed some laws that people, you know, really changed their they changed their minds. I had one professor say gee i didn't think voter fraud was possible till i saw your video you change people's minds what do you think is going to happen in the 24 election do you think we're going to have one i wouldn't be surprised if aliens descended to earth <laughs> next week all bets are off i can't mm -hmm. predictions are all the, the, 
the world is so irrational that isn't that crazy it's literally a roulette table there's no rhyme or reason there's i i'm serious it you might as well it's a crapshoot total crapshoot rfk could be president for all i know i, I know i thought about that could too. i plausible just as plausible as 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 biden in my opinion yeah or trump so. in 2015 no one thought that was going to happen and the trump yeah. da the, the new york da thing i think helped trump immensely yeah, it seems the, to the, have. The, you know, I don't think, just the more they go after him, the more ridiculous it is. <laughs> this and is a different they, level. And, the, the, and they sued him in Justice Thomas's court. And so, of course, hello. It's just all theater. But this, this is a different, this is a new Rubicon to, to, to indict, for a federal court to indict a president. We have not yet been here before. But don't you think Trump's kind of like, come on, get me, get me, get me, come on, get he me. He takes it, he takes more shit from, <laughs> I mean. When you compare your shit to Trump. Not as bad as him. I know, that's a lot but, what but kept I'm, me strong too as I go, look at Trump. Well, it's, it's terrifying because I'm like, that's the path, is that the path I'm headed towards? Um, but not, not as much shit as Trump takes and he's still standing. And I think that, you know, people live vicariously through that because like even the New York, what Trump did in New York city was not a felony. That wasn't a felony, but they went after him for it. And people think, well, that could be me. Yeah. That could be me. Well, they changed it. They changed the law. Yeah, they went and yeah. changed, they changed all the laws in the election. To go after too, to Just to target a man. And the attorney general, terrifying. the attorney general of New York, Letitia James is her name ran on a platform yeah. like, get to, Trump. To, I'm running for office to get him yeah which is so contrary to every basic understanding of American that's principles. not taking a vow to the uphold the Constitution I know that that's 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 uh, Soviet that's that's uh, uh, something you'd see in a third world Stalinist country and and if we can't unite around that, yeah. if we can't figure out as America, by the way, I, I think that most people agree that's wrong. In yeah, principle. I think so too. Like even in my deal, the, the feds raided me, and um, over the president Biden's daughter had a diary. Feds raided my home to try to get my phones, and the ACLU, which is a liberal group, defended me. So people were like, "That's crazy. We shouldn't be doing that." I, I think for Letitia James to run for office. I'm going to find a crime on this guy. That's just nutty. Nutty. Isn't it? And as artists, you and I have to figure out how to wake people up to that. I, I don't think politics is going to wake people up. Politics is going to put people in their respective camps. Can I say something? I think, uh, and I've wanted to talk about this the entire time, there's cancel culture. You guys have both been victims of it, technically. But what happened with Tucker, what happened with you two, this is unprecedented talk about Rubicon as well. You guys weren't just fired. You were ousted from a company you built from the ground up. Mm -hmm. You were ousted as the number one star on television. Tucker was number one on cable news and was ousted. So the three of you haven't just been fired. You've actually been deplatformed and kicked out by friends, family, coworkers, the government mm -hmm. in your case. So this, to answer your question, you say, how are we going to wake it up? I think you guys already have just by just yeah. by being victims of it because it's insane. Yeah, people. Right. Yeah, I mean, look at Tucker getting 100 million views on his podcast there on Twitter. Of course he did. He's the biggest thing. And Fox News, I mean, I texted him right after he was fired or whatever saying, "You're going to be bigger than ever now." Yeah. I said the same thing Everyone to you, and I'm going to tell that. you the same thing, James. Like 
it's it's basically the shackles are off. When did that change? There was a point in history. It was somewhat recently. That's what I'm asking. I don't. I well, don't. I know. think 2017. Your year though was a big one. I've heard. From I think me getting fired. You were I the think, first. You were like the test case. Yeah, I think I was the test case, and uh, you know I had 28, 28 between 22 and 28 million viewers. That went down to three million. They didn't give a damn. But uh. Uh, well, that's. I'm sorry. That's the other thing you you said earlier. In they this everybody wherever I go, even liberals, say to me, "You got singled out where they let all these other people like just skate on it." Oh, and then they wrote articles where you were like mentioned the same sentences like Harvey Weinstein and people that like mm -hmm. sexually assaulted somebody yeah, because of a they tweet. But they they um, the and calling me a racist. One thing you said earlier, and I I want to talk about. Um, you said, when did corporations stop caring about money? Because even just from, from a straight business standpoint, right? They lost, yeah. they went from, let's say, 15 million views. Now, I think the Connors, which I hate to even say that word, is like around two or three. Yeah. So they're losing millions and millions of dollars. They don't care about money. That's what I was going to say. That and, is a weird thing. And Veritas we were talking is about, done, right? We were talking about corporatism and corporate fascism and how corporations... Uh, when corporations and government get together, that is the very definition of fascism. Yeah. 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 That's a, it's a very bizarre... And people think corporations are democratic? Come on. No, they're getting more consolidation of ownership. Like, you look at the people who invest all the money in Pfizer and Fox, the overlap is so... Have you seen... I mean, there's an... I tweeted this out. It's almost like the same exact companies own the same exact stake... So it's it's true. There's a there's a relationship there, and it's bizarre. You had 22, 28 million viewers, and it went down to three million. And they 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 didn't. It's not like they don't think about the end game. They don't care about where that's headed. They didn't game that out fully. No. They put something other principle ahead of their own success, which was to tear down talent, bang down the nail that stood up. So is it? It's narcissistic rage. It's it's well, demonic. I mean, what is this? Think about it. It w with you, with you and Tucker. I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence the three of you are considered, uh, you know, within the same political sphere, currently, and the people that do the cancellations, the people that run these corporations, are on the other side of the spectrum. So, spectrum's the right word. Yeah, uh. but like, do you, that's not a coincidence that you know. Well, they're the establishment, and Thank we're you. at punk rock. I mean, have you seen... Don't you think we're punk rock? I agree. Or do, you, do you need to fix your... Nope, I got it. I agree. I think we're punk rock, and the, and the more that I think of myself that way, the more successful I'm going to be. Me Absolutely. too. Po poli politics is... Listen, generally speaking, most people in politics are narcissists, mm -hmm. and they're about tearing down the other person to get ahead. Mm -hmm. That's not what you do. You mm -hmm. don't tear down other people. You create... You write, you you speak, you you cre you said you, we're creators, we're builders, right. artists. Right. That's not what people in politics don't create anything in mm -mm. Washington D.C. They just steal public money and put it in private pockets. Yeah. While all the time going, hey, you're a racist. Look at your neighbor there. He's a racist, and you you need to start fighting with him. They pick winners and losers. Yeah, they do. And and it's a zero sum game to them. They mm. someone wins and someone loses. They have to tear down the other person for them to get ahead. Yeah. Rather than build something, 
is it easier to tear something down to build? I've heard I've heard it said that it's easier to tear something down. I've also heard it said it's, a builder can build faster than a destroyer can destroy. I've um, heard that too. I so love that. So I don't know. I, I, I tend to be more of an optimist because in my life I've been through a lot of shit and I was able to build through that. And they were just looking at trying to imitate me. They would do the same to you. But well, imita- they're trying to steal your your gestalt. They're trying to feed off it and, and use it, hijack it. They're never trying to compliment it. And support it. They never want to yeah, support uh-uh. it, no. But I, 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 someone once said to me years ago, a builder can build faster than I a destroyer that. can destroy. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just, I'd like to believe that. Like I, I think that. America's going through some stuff right now. I think that uh, I think that all all the bad is exposing itself and then will shortly crumble and blow away. And I think that uh, the government of by and for the people is not going to perish from the earth, as Abraham Lincoln said. And I think that it's uh, gathering itself up and uh, growing heart and will in the people and that they're realizing that maybe they were lax for a while but especially my generation the grandparents were like hey you know we can play a few less golf games and serve our community and our our children a little bit more yeah without being too horribly uncomfortable i think people are wanting to do good more than ever before because they are afraid and they see that things have taken a wrong turn and they have to be corrected by us. Right? The majority. I believe, I believe that's very true and I, I ha- we have to believe that. We have to. What's the biggest thing we could do to wake everybody up? Like if me and you was going to do something. I think like what your son said a moment ago, which is very true, what is happening is waking people up. Yeah. And you you are a part of you have you were a part of that. Tucker's a part of that. You you woke people up and then they're activated. And now they're ready to go. So they're wound up like a top. Okay. How do I how do I what do I do, James O'Keefe? What should they do? And I get thousands of messages a day. You know, literally I'm in your your home and I'm mm-hmm. I'm receiving these messages. How can I help? And my, my admonition is putting it back on them. So th- they want me to tell them what to do. I say, what can you do? What Tell me what you think you can do. you got to start somewhere. Yeah, you got to think. you got to think. Vision, vision it. Just get it, the picture well, in your mind. Most people don't have vision. Most people, most people don't really are not. That's not their thing. I say, give it a try. Mm-hmm. What do you think you can do? Where do you live? I live in Utah. Okay, where do you live in Utah? I live here. Okay, have you ever gone to a school? I didn't know that I could. Well, yes, you can. You, you put it back on. Like, OMG, what I'm trying to do is decentralize it so that there's there's thousands of these people that sign up. They all want to help me. I mean, I get, I get hundreds of messages a day from people who want to work with me and for me. They don't want to get paid. So I, have I think to... you're right telling people to go to the school boards. Yeah. Because that is... Uh, the first congregation of power in our country, yeah. the local school board. And um, that's where it seems to be the genesis of everything. And I, I like that you said that. Yeah, in that, in that particular case, they expressed interest in education. Sometimes they expressed interest in the VA or Medicaid fraud or, or the teachers' unions or 
um, investment firms. Like I had a whole bunch of Wall Street guys come to me. What I'm trying to do is rather they all want me to go investigate. That's what those are. James, we need you. I said, well, I can't, I can't be in 10,000 places today. So what, I, what we have to do is, is empower those people, empower those people to do something similar to what I have done. You mean become citizen journalists? Yes. I love that idea. Yeah. Empowering people to go do it themselves and and and, and any whatever the issue is it doesn't matter i think we should have cameras everywhere i do too and empower people to just go film it go witness it and film it and put it uh you know what do they do send it to you well or just post it it, i mean twitter is a is a platform at least for the time being Mm-hmm. that is because Elon took it over. I was banned on there for two years, and then Elon bought it, and then I was put on in December, right before the Pfizer story. And that Pfizer story got, you know, 50 million views. Yeah. So I think it's, they can, OMG, we can curate it, produce it. In some regards, I have to, because journalism, you you have to tell a story, you have to ask for comment, you, you know, there's all mm-hmm. these things. But I'm happy to do that. I have a team to do that. It's much easier for me to do that than go collect it as well. Mm-hmm. So if you got a few hundred or a few dozen people sending me information, um, that's my vision. Uh, I'm happy to be the people's editor. Um, I'm happy to help them, but they got to help themselves. Yeah, they got to go out and they got to go out there and and give it a shot. And I th- and I think while you're saying people the money, you know. Is money the root of all evil? I think people are waking up and realizing that it's it's they, they, they're following their conscience more than they ever have. Mm-hmm. That's what I see happening in this country. I think so too, which is really good. Yeah, I mean it took a lot, but hopefully it continues. And um, well, it was great talking with you. Is there anything you'd like to say before we close? Um, Thank you for having me on. Um, O'KeefeMediaGroup.com is the website, O'KeefeMediaGroup.com. You can sign up to be a journalist and subscribe, support our mission. How does that work? Did, don't people sign up and then if they pass some vetting, you actually send them like a camera and yeah, teach them? How, you can, can you explain genius. that a little bit? If you go, go on yeah. the website, um, O'KeefeMediaGroup.com, OMG, which is a double pun because it's also it's my name. It also means oh my god, which because you see these tapes like oh my god, it's like what the Pfizer guy said. Oh my god, I'm literally a liar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I loved when he jumped the camera and tried to get the. He tape. was on the floor on my ankles and <laughs> like a little child, spoiled child. And it's a triple pun because OMG, they won't be able to censor that because everyone uses it all mm-hmm. around the world. No, you can go not. to the website, O'KeefeMediaGroup.com, and there's a drop-down menu, and you can sign up to be a journalist. And we've had like 1,200 people sign up, so we have this database of citizens now. And we, we do vet, we do basic vetting, um, but most people are able to sign up and get a camera and, and go expose. And do they get to keep the camera, or they return it when the story's done, or it just depends upon the It person? depends upon the situation, but you know, in some cases, even citizens have bought their own camera online. We have really good ones if you, if you have a really good idea or a really good story. The cameras are not cheap that we ship you. They're over $500. They're special cameras, and we white-label them. Um, and there was a girl in Minnesota... I'd like to add a contribution to that fund. I'd like to empower everybody to start citizenship. Do you want to your... donate to OMG? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would like that. I'll talk and, to you about and that. And send out, like, uh, especially old, old ladies. you got a lot of time on your hands. To, yeah. You know, go, go, you know, 
go get a story. Well, the old ladies always say, well, if I was 30 years yeah. younger, I said, you don't need to tell me that. You're, you're, you can do this. Yeah, because they have the wisdom to know what's really going on and to go after it. They know everything's stupid yeah. and funny. Yeah. So do it, Grandma and Grandpa. Yeah. So you can do that on the website. Thank you for offering to help. And, and stay tuned because I think bigger, bigger things are ahead. I've been untethered. I think so, too. You're free, like I told you. you. God took you out of Egypt. You might have wandered in the desert for a while, but you're coming into the promised land. Full, creative freedom. My both, foot's on the path. It is on the my, path. I'm not yet walking down that path fully, but my foot is on the path. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. And, you know, two more steps. Two more steps, right one step at a time. I want to ask one more thing. I know you guys are wrapping up, but... Um, you keep t I keep wanting to talk about when you say, don't these people care about money? These corporations care about mm -hmm. money. So the question I have for both of you is... Well, that's like Bud Light, Target, Kohl's. Well, no, have you they seen don't the, care have about Have you seen money. the BlackRock CEO? I have a video. Have you seen what he said? What did he Can say? I play it for you guys? Mm -hmm. This is recent. Well, BlackRock, is that Larry Fink? Yeah, watch this. That guy's a uh, Fink. Behaviors <laughs> are going to have to change, and this is one thing we're, gonna, we're asking companies... Uh, you have to force behaviors, and at BlackRock we are forcing behaviors. What we are doing internally is if you don't achieve these levels of impact, it, your compensation could be impacted, okay? You have to force behaviors, and if you don't force behaviors, whether it's gender or race or just any way you want to say the composition of your team, you're going to be impacted. What now, the hell does that mean? Well, yeah. that's what I want to ask you guys. I have so many questions. Well, it seems like, right, that there is a larger agenda at mm -hmm. play that doesn't have to do with money, mm -hmm. that doesn't have to do with corporate profits. In fact, they're willing, Target's willing to blow $13 billion Budweiser, Bud Light. We know all the stuff. You guys, ABC, Disney. So if it's not money, what else is it? And why is it always on one side, one political spectrum, power, one narrative? Power. But unfettered why, power. But why is it the corporations that are pushing this sort of woke ideology? And what you really get out Fascism. of that video, that you get out of that video, if you watch it the way I did, and you guys probably agree, forcing behavior, he's mm -hmm. basically doing corporate fascism, corporate right. bribery, terrorism. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm not saying what happened to you, James. I'm just saying, you know, the timing is suspicious. You run he's a story on Pfizer, behavior. you're out. So there are powerful corporations at play that are pushing an agenda that's different than you and Tucker and a lot of other people that have been deplatformed. So it's not about money. So my question to both of you before we wrap up is what is it? What is it about? Why are they so concerned with this narrative? Because it's got to be nefarious. It's not, I don't believe for a second it's, it's to bring people up and people of color. I don't buy that shit for a second. It doesn't feel like They don't that. care about gay people or black people or anything. Absolutely. So um, what do they care about? Power. They care about their perversions and their degeneracy caused by their love of unfettered power. And it does corrupt, absolutely. And they are corrupt. Mm. And, you know... Uh, you just have to look at the UN, that they're all tied in with that. And the UN is the most corrupt, abysmal beast on the face of the earth. Next to the FBI. Of no, the UN is based on Lucifer. So, I mean, 
They're Luciferians. That's all they care about and everything that that is about. How does pushing woke agenda lead to Luciferian Because uh, I think Satan or Lucifer is the illuminated one that they all worship. Marx Marx himself uh, worshiped Lucifer. Lucifer is their god. They're religious. People don't understand that. They care about their religion more than they do money. I mean, they're better than us in that, but their religion is a bloodletting cult and uh and uh you know it, it doesn't like people like us i think it's power i think i think it's power and i, I there's so many things i want to say but i'm not going to because i say them for you no yeah. well i I'll mean it's factual things i've seen in my life a million i could tell you 500 stories and i'm trying to get don't me- you think it's satanic well, let, I well, I mean, there's, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a believer in God, and I've dealt with atheists, mm-hmm. and I've, and I've seen, you know, their, their love, their, there's a certainly a, a love of power, and an envy, and envy is the root of a lot of evil in the world. Envy is the root of, of a lot of, of socialism and communism. That's true. In the Soviet Union, it was envy, I believe, that dri- drove people, and and in your whole discussion about art being an artist and them trying to bang down the nail a lot of that's envy that's true and they wanted to be you they wanted to tear you down because they could not be you and they eventually worked to replace you that's what they did with me they that they they people wanted to be me but nobody can be me yeah everyone has their own person and i've seen it and and i think it's I think that I'm going to be working on stories that help answer your question. That's and, great. And you know what? I don't. We don't have all the answers yet, nor should we speculate. But what I do know is, is, is Roseanne's right. It's power. It's envy. It's greed. It's a lack of integrity. It's a lack of morality. Newsmen 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago, probably more than 30 years ago, before Diane Sawyer's time, primetime live is when things stopped. They actually had bosses with balls that would yeah. go, yeah, go do this stuff and spend the money on the investigation. I mean, you know, Wallace way back when mm-hmm. in the 70s. That's gone. Yeah. yeah Doing yeah. the right thing costs too much. It costs too dearly. Yes, it does. And, it's, and, and you have to have really these Wall Street people. I mean, you have to have people who have really strong constitution and values and, and good leadership and boundaries and... Where do you find men like that today? So no. you have a lack of that, and that yeah, leads we do to this. Have a lack of that. You know? Yeah, it's just my answer. It's just weird to me that that movement that they're doing gives them more power because maybe I'm archaic. I would think money is power. So if you're corporations and you're making a shit ton of money, now you have power. But if you're willing to give up money, then there's got to be something else well, they value more than but money. But that's only because money's pretty Damn. well fiat and worthless. If right. if money was really still worth something, they wouldn't be doing. Well, when that. I look at a transaction, I, I think who, as a reporter, I think who stands to gain. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but you mean financially, who stands to gain? Mm, well, let me put it to you this way: if if someone wanted to take out James O'Keefe, who stands to gain from James O'Keefe being removed, or Tucker Carlson being removed? Well. A number of people stand to gain. Yeah. So think about it that way. It's not just the 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 bottom line, and that it's a larger bottom line. So we we don't have all these answers yet, but you know what? I believe these answers will come to light in due time. I like that I you're uh, training people to replace you in case you do get off. 
Yeah. yeah That's a smart thing. Yeah. Yeah, because like, even if they take you out, there's a million more they can't, people. They can take out one man, but they can't take out an army of people. That's what scares the hell out of them. Yeah. Or yeah, an idea. Good. Like Gladiator with Russell Crowe. And yeah. The, the emperor is trying to, but the people are behind the Gladiator. The people. Fox Populi, the people. That's what they're, they're scared of, the grassroots, aren't they? Yeah, they hate that. They they are horrified of that. Horrified of that. But so that's probably the worst sin we could commit is to empower the grassroots. They even call them bots. Like all the comments yeah. right now are supportive of me. They say, oh, they're all robots. They're, they don't they don't actually want to acknowledge that they're real people. That's some evil stuff. Yeah, it is. The, anybody, but the way they use language is... Double speak. Double think. Yeah. Yeah. Double think and double speak. Double speak. Double think. So mm-hmm. if we got the decoder ring to reverse it all, we we would know and be very firm in knowing that we are totally winning. We are winning. Yeah. You're we right. Are You're right. They they try to minimize the the people and the people that support you, all your viewers and everything. Oh, they don't matter. They're nothing. They double think. Double. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Double think out of George Orwell's 1984, which was the year I was born. Wow. 1984. June 28, 19, I'll be 39 in two weeks. And that book should be reread every year by yeah, everyone. I agree. I, I have to say, you know. I just want to close in saying yeah. that it was wonderful to have you a guest as a guest in my home mm-hmm. and uh, to hang out with you and to... Uh, you know, share ideas with you. It was wonderful. Thank you. Likewise. Likewise. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, James. I know that a lot of Americans are concerned with rising inflation rates, with the banks collapsing, with China taking over, with Biden being a complete criminal. Um, You're probably not feeling secure in your investments and your future, and uh, you're not wrong to be scared. Um, I highly suggest that you look into taking whatever retirement you have, whatever money you have aside, um, it, whatever you're thinking about doing, don't keep it in the bank because $100,000 today that you've saved, that you feel good about, in 10 years is going to be worth about $50,000 or so. The smartest thing you can do is invest in precious metals, gold and silver. It is smart. People have been telling you this. Your grandfather probably told you this. I'm going to tell you right now to go to bh-pm.com. That's Beverly Hills Precious Metals. Sign up a free consultation. Let them know Roseanne sent you. Um, And if you are interested and you are smart, you will think very, very strongly about getting your money out of the corrupt banking system and uh, away from the corrupt stock market and invest in your future in a safe way, which is precious metals. The word imitation will leave us across the nation, which real has become a freak.